Hello and welcome back to another episode. Whoa, whoa, of whoa, 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 hold up. Who who gave you permission to do, to do the intro? I thought that you did. But <laughs> now, who are you clapping for though? Yeah, no, 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 no. That's better. That's what we want. Welcome. Oh, the music's gone now. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of what's this thing called? Let's chat about death. Let's chat about death. You joined with Chris and the annoying one opposite <laughs> called Annie. Hello, Annie. Hello, annoying Chris. Paging Annie. <laughs> if there is an Annie in the in the room. Please come house. forward. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye now. How do I turn this off? <laughs> Isn't that always the classic way, though, when people get on the, like, two ways and things like that and then they don't, yeah, can't remember how to turn it off? Mm-hmm. Or is that just me? I will say that's probably the clearest, that's probably the clearest PA I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got some new sound effects, so I've just been playing along with that. Um, so I apologise if we've... Uh, your earbuds have been blowing out. Um, not sure what the volume is going to be like on it. So today we're going to be talking about something that is really serious and that is grief. Um, how people uh, deal with it, uh, how the, the different stages of grief, um, I guess what we should and shouldn't do to someone that's going through that process. And is grief just purely and solely for when someone passes? No. Okay, so what 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 else would give you um, grief? My brothers, apart from you. <laughs> um, um, wow. Yeah, I you can grieve for anything: lost relationships, lost friendships. You know. Yeah. You finish a job. I grieved for a bit when I finished at my old job, mainly mm-hmm. because I was I was going to miss Danny. But yeah, mm. there's a lot of things that you can grieve for. Oh God, who's that? Better not be Danny. <laughs> no, it's just someone dropping a parcel off. It's okay. <laughs> it's just a postie. <laughs> Don't worry about that. All lovely. Um, yeah, so grief grief has so many different levels and you can grieve over, you know, you broke a nail, you, um, yeah, you've, you've been in a relationship. Your partner um, ate your leftovers. Yep, yeah, that's it. It's like, yeah, you're not allowed to. Do that again, and and he's just clearing her creamy throat. That's what she would normally say. And now she's coughing, and you've got some water beside you there. It too, was by extra the way. creamy today. So, um, grief, grief, grief. I mean, look, it's it's such a huge topic, and what we're probably going to talk about today uh, is probably not even going to touch the sides in regards to it. But obviously, on a day to day level, we're dealing with families that at times don't show much grief. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds really weird, but you might talk to a family um, that in their voice isn't trembly or they're not like upset, like they just don't have that upset mm. uh, sound. Or you can go out to a family home, same type of thing. You know, lots of laughs and that's great. It's, it's good to have a, um, have a good laugh and about people's lives. But on the other side too, it's like sometimes – you know, especially if they've been sick for a long time, they grieve earlier. Mm-hmm. 
So by the time we get to that pointy end when that person does pass away, they've pretty much done it. Yeah, yep. I know that with my nana, she passed away a couple of years ago now, but I had spent so long grieving grieving her while she was still unwell that when yeah. she passed away, of course I was sad and, you know, but I think that I had already worked through a lot of a lot of my feelings about it. So yeah. my grieving process was it was hard, but it was a lot easier than it could have been. And I think I think to a lot of people sort of go, but how? Why how does this work? The person is no longer here. How why aren't I sad? Like mm. or I never cried at the funeral or I never, you know, I've only had one little episode. But that's okay too. You know, you might have three months down the track that there's something that you really want to call out to her or him about but you can't because they're no longer here. Um, because a lot of time when you say, oh, well, you can still talk to them after they've gone, a lot of people go, mm-hmm. yeah, right, good on you, mate. You know, you're a little bit loopy. But mm. it's true. It's true. You would have heard in our previous um, episodes about, you know, what happens when someone dies and... Uh, is there such a thing as an afterlife? I mean, it depends on where you're going with it and, and you know, I guess, yeah, w- w- when someone does go, mm. um, do you think that they're just hovering around or you, do you think mm. that, they're, that they're, you know, gone, gone, gone into that little little room that's black and it's just you? Mm. Um, you know, that's what Annie was talking about the other day that she's that her greatest fear would be is to go into a room, oh, pass away and then be locked up in a room that's got nothing in it. Like black, mm. black, 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 for and that's it eternity. for for all of eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for for a family um, or someone that has grieved uh, along the way, uh, that's not bad either. Um, yeah, I heard this very. Well, I saw this very perfect analogy um, for grief, and I'm gonna I'm gonna draw it out for you so that you can understand what I'm talking about. But basically, grief doesn't go away. So you've you're going to draw it out. Even I'm going to draw it audio, for so you specifically. Oh, for me. For you. I'm oh. drawing it for you. Wow. And also because it helps me explain it. Yeah. But you've got a box and in that box is a little button and this is your grief. Pretend I wrote that. And when you first start grieving, you've got this massive ball, huge ball, takes up pretty much the entire box bouncing around and it keeps hitting this button yeah. because it's so big. And as time goes on, the ball gets smaller and then you've got this big box, a button and a very small ball and it's still bouncing around every which way. But sometimes it's going to hit that button and you're going to grieve again. And so over time, your grief gets smaller but it doesn't hurt less because when it hits that button, it oh, hurts still, the exact yeah. same. Yeah, it's that trigger. And it could be <coughs> someone walks past and has got someone's perfume on or... You know, it could be a show that's on TV. Mm-hmm. It could be um, photos. Mm-hmm. It could be an anniversary. Um, yeah, that's that's so true um, that it never goes away no. no matter what people say. What do you reckon are some of the things that people shouldn't say to people that are grieving? Move on is one of them. Mm, yep. Just move on. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. You know. Oh, I hate it'll be all oh, it'll be all right. It's like mm, okay. well, well maybe it will be, but that's not yeah, that, it's like, not right now. We will we will go through that process, but I'm quite happy doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. right now. Because if you rush things, 
then it builds up and builds up and builds up and mm-hmm. then you're going to get to a point where you're going to have to go and explode yep. somewhere. You know? I know that it helps a lot of people but I hate when I'm grieving somebody, somebody who's mm. passed away and someone says, oh, they're in a better place now. I, I, that does not help me at all. No. I'm sure it helps a lot of people Yeah. Um, but because it doesn't help me, it makes it my, – my thought of it is like, well, you know, how good is this place? They're not here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. they may be in a better place but I'm not. You know, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't help me. It doesn't give me any – comfort or any solace so yeah what i'm i don't ever say that to people because i don't i don't like when it's said to me yeah look one of the other thing is too that i guess what happens on funerals and i i mean how we have to talk to people that are grieving is going to be so different Mm -hmm. to how we deal with joe blog down the street Mm -hmm. you know when you go get your lunch or whatever um and here i am trying to scratch my ear and realize i just had (laughs) a headphone on i look like an idiot um, he does. And why I just announced it is, <laughs> is totally different. Um, but, you know, even to the likes of good morning. Yep. Don't say good morning. how are you? Mm. But it's the tone. If somebody asks me how I am. Yeah. If, so if, you know, I'm standing at the memorial book, you know, inviting people to sign and somebody goes, oh, good morning, how are you? I'll go, oh, good morning, I'm well, thanks, how are you? Unless they give it to me, I don't ever give it to them. No. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, I – I say hello. I don't say, yeah. oh, hello, welcome. I don't say good morning. You say, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Sign, please. Tap here. <laughs> because here's the thing. I might be having a great morning. They're at a funeral. Oh, no, they're, they're, they're I no, doubt they're having crap. a good morning. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's the automatic to go to good morning, mm-hmm. how are you, mm-hmm. how's your day, great weather. It's like, yeah. Like, it's irrelevant. Especially coming from like a customer service background, it's so hard to sort of like snap yourself out of yeah. those – out of those little phrases or little sayings. But if, but if you went and how many times have you gone through a checkout that isn't a self one mm. and they say, good morning, how are you? And then you mm. go, do you really want to know? Because I guarantee it, they don't. They no, just they just don't. That's their mechanic, mechanical mm-hmm. repetition of, of um, you know, just saying that. And I said that one day to a checkout chick and she was – she didn't know what to like, what to what to do. She mm. said, but that's what we're automatically trained to do. Mm. All the past episodes that were done on here, same thing. We're taught to do certain mm. things. We're like robots in our own right. Grief, we don't know how that's going to be. No one can ever educate you enough on that. You no. could read books and watch documentaries on it, and it's going to be so different. I had this conversation. Literally this morning. So one of my friends, she, um, it was, it was, a, I think it was her, a couple of years since her nan passed away today yeah. or something like that. Um, and she messaged our group chat and she was like, "Why does nobody prepare you for the grief that you like? How? Why does nobody prepare you for this? Why wasn't I prepared for this?" And I said to her that there is no, there is no way to really prepare people for grieving because everybody experiences grief so so differently so So differently it's um yeah (laughs) it's like there's certain things in life that that do you know there's no manual Mm. like you know even with people that become parents or Mm -hmm. like okay you're only getting taught by what your parents have taught you or whatever or you know how to look after an animal like oh i've never had a dog before 
what do I do? It's like, oh, well, you'll be right. Go to Kmart, get everything you need and you'll be right. But they don't tell you that you're going to be up all freaking night with the mm-hmm. dog. And, and then you have to train. Yeah, and you've got the, the wee mats and all that yep. type of stuff. So grief is very, very similar to all of that. Um, you know, it, it has its complexities. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the word of the week. That's a big word. Wow. Oh, no, big word for Chris today. Um so, I mean, even even when we think of arranging a funeral and you've got a table full of people, mm. right? Now, I'm normally, I normally can read a room fairly well, okay? Um, trying to get me to remember names is, is not good. But visual, I can see them and go, okay, I think that's the brother and that's the sister and that's the mum and all of that unless, you know, it's a smaller group or easy names. Mm-hmm. When they've got like Indian or Sri Lankan names, you got Buckley's of getting me to remember all of that. Mm-hmm. But each of those people there have lost someone. Mm-hmm. But all five of those or six of those people all have a different stage of grief. Mm-hmm. You're going to have one. So when pe- – just put it back. If people say, have you ever been in a situation with confrontation – well, you've just walked into a bee's nest, mm-hmm. right? So you've got one person there that's oblivious. They never know what's going on. Mm-hmm. We're just here. Day off work. All good. The second person is just a blubbering mess, just so emotional, mm-hmm. their connection with whoever. Third one's got arms crossed, you know, real grumpy, like, oh, I just want to get over and punch you. Yeah. Um, the uh, That was the third one? Yep. Mm-hmm. So the fourth one... Is just laughing, like cracking jokes. Like, hey, hey, did you hear the one about the dog and the cat? It's like, no, okay. <laughs> um, and then you've got the fifth one um, that just won't talk to you. Mm-hmm. Won't even make eye contact with you. No, not interested. I'm here because I have to be here. Um, and the sixth one is probably one that is, um, you know, the straight, narrow, let's talk about it. I'm okay with it. So you might have a situation where one or two of those people were really involved in that person's life, mm-hmm. like later in life, or had taken them out to appointments or have taken them out to that. The others may not have been there. They might have been, you know, interstate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or they might have had, like we've had a situation the other day where two brothers um, – didn't see each other for like 17 years or something. Like 17 years and now the time that you come together is when one of them is no longer. Um, (laughs) And, you know, you you often think and people that are going to be listening are probably going, yeah, well, it doesn't work like that. But you often think that when something happens to someone that that can actually – probably reconnect your relationship slightly. Mm. It's not going to make it perfect but you've come back together to be with these people. Mm-hmm. long as you can get through that day, you're right. And however you deal with it is entirely up to you. You yeah. agree? So confrontation, all of that plays a big role in that, in that whole grief process. Mm-hmm. How do I deal with all six of those? How would you deal with them? Like if you were sitting there having to arrange their mother's funeral, how would how would you approach it? I honestly 
I could not tell you. Yeah. I've no here's the thing, I've never arranged a funeral. Yeah. So I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. So a lot of my grief. So if you or, or you were selling water. Mm-hmm. To six I, I know that sounds a bit silly. Selling selling, selling water to the people who are yeah, grieving? Yeah. It's like, you know, oh. like I'd want to tackle them individually. Yeah. I wouldn't want to tackle yeah. them, but I'd want I want to, to take them down. I'll I'll oh, get whoever is the weakest weakest link. Um, um, but you have I, to. I would be I would be going more for the the one who was like, yes, we need to do this. Yeah, yeah. But having that that person beside you that or in front of you that can make direction, you're going to know that they're probably the stronger party, yeah. right? Yep. So, but. What you need to do is keep all of those people involved in that process, right? Mm-hmm. So because this one here doesn't want to talk to you, right, doesn't even want to look at you, yep. you're still going to go, Mary, what are your thoughts about that? Mm-hmm. You know, well, I don't know, whatever. Would you be happy with the red? Everyone's agreeing with the red. We all hands up for that. So, you know, and then... I mean, the scariest one that I think that gets me is the one that wants to just jump over the counter and beat the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. That's that's the one that probably scares me the most. The others are not bad. Yep. Even it's though it's, you're in that situation. Um, but if if you can walk out of there or any grieving situation, you know, even even if it's someone's broken up with someone and they're grieving, you know, if you go in there and go, oh, come on, you know, move on, there's plenty of other fish in the sea. You know, it's like, no, this is the fish that they want to talk about. Mm-hmm. It may may take a few days to, to really have a have a good upset cry and do all of that. But then, you know, down the track it's probably something that they're going to hit. But mm-hmm. um, you can't just go in there guns blazing. So it should be right, you know, yeah, like you said, better place now. Well, in theory it is because they're not suffering anymore. But once again we're only assuming mm-hmm. that when we go from here – there is something. We can only assume that. <laughs> exactly. Um, but grief, dealing with confrontation, dealing with all the other si- – and, and the other thing is too is that we've got to keep our beliefs and our morals totally out of that. Yeah, yep. See, I can't go up to someone and say I know how you feel if I've never experienced that grief before. No. I can only go by, okay, yeah, I lost my mum, lost my dad. Yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. But – my my story is different. Their story is different. Yeah. You know, and the one that's angry across the table, maybe that's guilt. Didn't have time, didn't get to spend time with them or yeah. if only I did this. But each of those people around that table will have one of those processes. One of that one they're going to have times when they're angry. Mm-hmm. They're going to have times that say, well, don't talk to – I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to answer the phone, you know, and then they're going to be ones that they're just going to laugh about it because it might be about memories or that's the way that that person copes. Mm-hmm. That's their strategy or their, um, their trigger. They're triggered by the death is make people laugh. And yep. if I make people laugh, then I don't need to think about it. That's exactly right. Yeah. And that was um, my friend. We, we've mm. spoken about him a few times, the one who was diagnosed with yep. cancer. He, all he did was make jokes about it. He yep. laughed and he joked and yada, yada, yada. And he always tells me, oh, you've got to be careful. <laughs> He's so, mm. He drives me insane. 
he would always say to me, oh, you have to be careful, you know, the people making jokes because they're, you know, they Mm. might actually be hurting and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, isn't that what you're doing there? He's like, oh, no, not me though. I'm not scared of this. Like. No, but deep down inside, I think everyone will have a fear. Mm. Um, but yeah, they once again they're they're thinking about others rather than having to think about themselves. Yeah, I think that's the time that you need to be. Um, you, you need to concentrate on yourself. You've got to be. What do they call that? Selfish. Selfish. Yeah, you selfish. just you just need to be selfish because, you know, if you're yeah if you're looking after everyone else, then you're just destroying yourself again. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Um, so, uh, yeah, that that whole that whole process, man. The you know, and if you don't if you don't cope through the process, um, then you know that can then affect your medical side. Um, that can affect your whole your 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 psyche, your mm-hmm. your mental ability to be able to move on, um, and. You know, like I, I just look at my own experience, nine, nine, ten years since mum's gone and I, yeah, like it's not as raw but there's times, especially around anniversaries, that you remember that. Yep. You think about it, have a bit of a cry about it and then you move on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we see people out on funerals now that it's like it's a big party. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, oh, you Brad, haven't seen you in a long time, mate. You know, how you going? It's like... Hey, you know, Dad's in that box. Mm-hmm. He's there. Don't like, you know, say, oh, yeah, I'm doing well, mate. Yeah, I'm doing well. Are you? Really? I don't think you are. You know, but see, I think a lot of the men want to put on this big sort of, oh, I'm big burly man, I don't have to yeah, grieve, you know. Brave or, face. Yeah, but, mate, just today's the day to cry. Like, if you're going to yeah. cry... Cry today. No one's going to look at you and go, oh, you're a bit of a softie. It all seems to be in sort of the generation, the whole um, men don't cry generation. Yeah, well, I don't get I, yeah, I don't get yeah. that. I don't get that. And I think, yeah, it, it is that whole generation because even when you think back to um, probably even grandparents, from grandparents and then their parents, it mm. was one of those things. Men, yeah, men don't cry. Men, yeah. you know. Women stay home, and that's what their job is. And men yeah. are going to be the ones that go out and do the work, and blah blah blah. Women are the ones who cry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But you don't know. Well, how do you know what those men are doing when they're out by mm-hmm. themselves? So I guarantee it. If if we were to get people back from those days and sit them down on a on a lying panel, guarantee it, they would buzz up that mm-hmm. that they've cried personally. They've yep. cried by themselves. But don't come here and tell me that I've got that I can't cry mm-hmm. when you do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you just do you it know? in secret. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people have said to me, "Well, how do you how do you deal with it? How do you how do you make it all better?" Um, the hardest thing is is people don't know, and you would have experienced it. They don't know. Oh, do I approach the family? Like, is it okay to do that? Course. Of course it is. But uh, but that's their time. It's like but you're coming mm. to be there for them. You know, oh plus if you know the person that's passed mm-hmm. and that's different. But you know, that that's the bit where, you know, once the funeral's over, 
well, that event is over, people just disappear. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're okay to be there when when the funeral's happening, but then they disappear. Because mm-hmm. people, I think people, it's like talking about death. People don't want to talk about grief either. Because what does that what does that indicate? Is that you're not in control, mm-hmm. and that you're soft. And that you're weak. Yeah, weak, exactly. So, you know, you don't need to have all the answers if you sit down with someone. Mm-hmm. You just need to hear what they're saying. Mm. You know, and if they go, what do you think? It's just like, well, you know, what you've said sounds right. Like, you know, and I always say to our families, just watch the lull at the end of the funeral. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that time where, okay, you've got a week to plan this. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to do this. I've got to do the photos. I've got to do the music. I've got to go and see the minister. I've got to da 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 And everyone's dropping flowers off and everyone's dropping meals off. So it's like, reckon we're having a, you know, having a 50th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden funeral's over. And people go, oh, well, you don't need me anymore. I'm out of here. Then you've got to think about how – and this is where what we were saying about medical is people don't eat, people don't drink, um, people don't care about their hygiene, um, they let their gardens go, they just, you know, spend mm-hmm. money on whatever. Um, that's the time that people need you exactly. the most. Is in, the, in the weeks, months, yeah, years after. Years the ahead general. is keep that going. Yeah. But if you can't do that – in one way, then you're really not a true friend to those people. No. You know, like if you can't maintain it. But look, the classic thing is once again, we're taught certain things and it's like we don't want we don't want to um we don't want to interfere. We don't want to it's like, no, these people need you to be there. And if they don't want you for whatever, it's okay for them to say, look, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. But if you know your friend or you know your relative, you're going to know if that's right or not, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, yeah, grief. I mean, even it's just working me up already. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about it. Um, but, uh, yeah. So what experiences have you had with grief? All sorts? My own personal or yeah. helping people? Oh, any, anything. Like how have um, you felt people have been? I've noticed that and especially – so I have, a, I have a very large family, lots of brothers and sisters. And mm-hmm. It's funny because they all seem to have a different grieving process. They all seem to have a different way of grieving. So when – when our nan passed away, there was – my one of my brothers was so angry. He FaceTimed me that night and he was just he, – he's got a disability. Yeah. And he was just, you know, why her? Like why why is this happening to me? You know, they've taken my nana. Like he mm. was – I really – because I'd done a lot of my grieving while she was unwell. Mm, yeah. When he called me and was, you know, having a meltdown about it, which is fair enough, um, that's that was the first mm. time that I cried. 
was when I was trying to support him. He broke my heart. He absolutely broke my heart. And still to this day he talks about, you know, like why is she gone? And it's so sad. But one of my other brothers, (coughs) he he had a terrible run that year, terrible run. He had um, one of his mates um, committed suicide. And this was, when was this? 2021, he wouldn't have even been, he wouldn't have even been, oh, he wouldn't have even been 17 yet. Um, but one of his mates killed himself and then he, one of his other mates died of cancer and then our nan died and this was all probably mm. within about six months and by the end of it he was just so exhausted and he is very much like a, a big tough boy, doesn't, you know, no, but uh, no one sees him nah. cry. Like you know, he's very he. Everything that he does, he tries to just do it all by himself. Or do you know what I mean? And he can't do it. Um, and that's what we tried to. That's what we tried to tell him, and that's what we tried to talk to him about. But he seems to think that he can just. So how how has he got through alone. the process though? He's just living Lord with it. Knows. He's just living, just living with, with himself. It. He's never spoken. I think about sometimes it. It, sometimes you can help and sometimes you can't. And I'm sure in their own way that they'll hopefully come forward at some point and go, well, you know what? When they are older, I did really struggle then. Yep. You know, but I know you want to be able to answer it and help them now. Mm. Um, and it's probably the most frustrating thing because you just want to grab them and shake them and go, you know, let just, something out, yeah, cry something. No, 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 no. No, I'm going to show how tough I am and not show exactly how I am internally. Um, and that's just a cl- yeah, classic mm-hmm. sign of, of it all. Um, or they'll go in or, you know, they'll get themselves into some trouble, you know. Mm-hmm. They mix with the wrong crowd or, you know, it's like – but you just think, you know, the person that has gone or that relationship that has gone, I'm sure they're not – hopefully not in that situation of, of – especially relationships where, okay, they're going through their process but, yeah, they're, they're not going to want to go and hopefully not end their lives or anything else like that. You know, hopefully they'll have people around them to support them too but you can only do what you can do. I think that's the biggest thing uh, and grief is such an unknown thing too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, But there's plenty of books on it and, try, you know, this is what... Joe Blogg said back in the day and these are the studies are done but no nah, I, I think yeah. I think every every person that we come against has a different level mm-hmm. um, and we were actually even talking yesterday about how society you know um, parents and all that are saying oh back in my day we were you know we were tough and we could put up with this but mm-hmm. generation now you know you're all soft and you you can't deal with this and you can't deal with that. But um, what what did you say? It's like, well, the other generation is the one that's raised the people to be who they are today. Yep. Yeah. So um, once again, we are only getting directed by people that have taught us. Yep. If they were the lovey type of people that were really there and did give you hugs and kisses and how oh, I love you and all that type of stuff, um, or whether the people that just said, you know, or especially the guy, the boys, or man up, you know, this is what men's like, you know, um, and the ladies, it's like, oh, you know, you don't, you don't ever show a man that you're crying, and if 
you're going to go and do that, go and get your composure somewhere else and then come back. Whereas now, man, if people see me cry, well, good, good luck to you. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make no. me a, a, a dummy yeah. for doing it. It's um, also, sorry. No, that's right. No, that's Just it. cut me off. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, know. Yep. I have something important to say now, Chris. Do you? Yep. Okay. Um, so what I was going to well, say. Just hold on then. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. All right. I'll, I'll get you. Yep. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me your story. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Tell me now. I was just going <laughs> to say. <laughs> yes. Oh. No. No music. Come back. Come back. It's like, Jack. <laughs> on, on Titanic. Yeah, sorry. Go on. Don't let go. Um, I was just going to say that it's also very important. What was his story anyway? Why did he like? No, go on. <laughs> you know what? That door was that door could fit both of them. Yeah, oh, there was no reason. 100%. There was no reason why. No, absolutely why, not. Yeah, sorry, folks. We probably just for her off ego. On a tangent. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like oh, it's all about Kate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Winslet. Apparently so. Not even the good one. No. Um, but I think that it's very important that. Um, because it all it all starts with kids, and I think that kids should have role models of mm. the same sex or the same gender. Yeah. Um, they should have you know these people that they can look up to. Our issue was my mum was very open about her feelings. Yeah. Um, but my dad was very closed off, so I ended up being more like my mum, yeah. and my brothers were subconsciously taught that men don't grieve openly. Oh, no, and no, no, And that's no, why no. they are the way that they My are. My dad used to be like that. Same thing, you know. Oh, yeah, don't cry. Man. It's like, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, crazy. Um, yeah, I, th- I, I think society has certainly changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that grief's actually got harder. Mm-hmm. Personally, I just think it's, um, you know... And I, and I think because maybe, you know, what we've gone through in the last five years or something like that, you know, where we've had to really become inner and and not wanting to deal with society and mm-hmm. things like that, it, it becomes a little bit more like, um, oh, I'll just deal with it, I'll just deal with it. Do you think that grief has gotten harder in the recent years or do you think that we've just been more open about our grief in the recent years? No, I think it's got harder. I think I think because people, I I just think because we weren't able to see people, touch people, mm. be close to people, hug people, all of that in different levels. Yep. There wasn't that that skin on skin. There wasn't that you know, give me a hug and then that let your endorphins and all that flow and that sense of with that person. Yeah. Whereas you know, if you were a metre and a half away and you're going, oh, you know, all I would want to do is just give you a hug. It's like, well, you can't. Well, you can, but we're going to be sharing a house for seven days. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, I think it's it's become harder because no one's been able to do that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that people can start doing that, people are still sheepish because... Oh, we weren't able to do that for two years. Yeah, for three years. Like, you know, it's like, ah, oh, don't touch me. I will say, I'm, I'm so, I'm so grateful 
and I, I feel very lucky that I I didn't experience mm. um, a loss like that yeah. during COVID because I, I mean, you know, there were I I really feel for any family that wasn't over like we could only have I think five people mm-hmm. at one point, mm-hmm. then it went up to ten. Woohoo! You know, like Exciting. for some people they they might have had five kids. Yep. Then you've got, you know, grandparents and all that. Like yep. it's just. Then what you have to choose who. Then it went to like. 30. And then that's why people were saying, well, you know what? We're just going to do the cremation or burial. We're going to have no one there because it's unfair on others. And when you think of grief, like it's an individual process. But when you don't see someone mm-hmm. anymore and you haven't had that opportunity of getting together with family and talking about that person. I mean, yeah, on the phone or FaceTime or whatever. But it's not the same as being face-to-face, having a cuppa with them and going, ah, let's talk about granddad Mm -hmm. and not seeing him, not going to a funeral, not going and seeing a graveside because you're not allowed out, you know. Um, I, I, I really do. I feel sorry for him. And they've lost the opportunity now to grieve. Yeah. Because... Most families, and, and I used to say to them, I, I don't think you will. Um, okay, oh, we'll do this now, but when we're out, we'll get everyone together. No, you're not, because you're not going to want to relive that process again. Yeah. You know, you're going to want to, you know, do your cremation and all that, do what you need to, then just, you, you, unfortunately, I'm going to use the word, but just you need to move forward yeah. and go, it was bad. We had to experience that, but move forward from that. Mm-hmm. Having to relive your grief again, it's like, and then everyone's going to be high fiving. Hey, brother, how are you? You know, like, like nothing's happened. Yeah. And then you're going to see uh, a vacant, you know, might be at a pub, or it might be, or you've got a box that's got granddad in it, mm-hmm. and oh yeah, you got some garden flowers, but that's not the same as seeing a coffin, or the same as you know, crying together at that within that couple of weeks mm. of someone passing. Um, so, yeah, very it's very, very hard times. Now Now, just people don't want to touch anyone. Um, and I, I get a bit like that. It's like, you know, don't touch me. Like, And it's not that I don't like that person. It's just I'm probably a little bit like I don't want to catch anything. Yeah. You know, um, sounds awful, but... Once again, you're looking out for yourself and how how it's going to affect others. Um, yeah. So there you go. So, um, hmm. Mm. Got anything else to say? Um, no, I don't think so. I think that I... Haven't got the news report? <laughs> and here we are, brought to you by Annie. Oh, I don't have anything. No? I've made all my oh. points. Oh, <laughs> And I did that. I did that intro for you, and you got nothing. Well, I tried to do an intro, and you took over. Oh, I did not. Oh, you did. Yeah. Is that better, princess? Yeah, lighten <laughs> the mood a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, grief. Grief does wind people up, um, and it is a very heated subject too. Um, you know, some of you may be saying, "Yes, I totally agree," or "No, I don't." Uh, and like what we've always said, they're just our our own opinions mm-hmm. or experiences. We're not, we're not doctors in any griefology. No. <laughs> we're not. We're just only uh, everyday people that are just 
and we're we're seeing it. We're seeing it every day. We're seeing different levels of grief every day. So, um, I find, uh, yeah. I mean, you could you could talk all day really on on uh, grief, um, but we're not. So we won't bore you anymore with that. Um, but thank you very much, uh, Annie, for um, sharing your hmms and a heart and yes mm-hmm. um, yep. <laughs> with yep yep, yep <laughs> agree with me um, and everyone else that's been listening thank you so much um, and we look forward to um, oh yeah, that was a bit half on that coming back and um, yeah listening to us later on so from us here on this panel thingy majiggy <laughs> enjoy and um, oh What's that? Oh, Annie. All right. Thank you very much. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.